Here's what's making business headlines today. I'm Darcy, joined by Sasha. It's Wednesday, the 5th of October. Sasha, where are we heading to today? Darcy, we're starting in the US and then we're travelling over the Atlantic to the UK and we're going to finish in Bangladesh. So in the US, how could we not begin with this story? Elon Musk has gone full circle and revived his bid to buy Twitter for the original offer price of $54.20 a share. Darcy, how could we be surprised with anything Elon touches? For months, Musk has been trying to walk back on his purchase agreement, leading to a legal dispute with Twitter that was due to go to trial on October 17. We even saw the discovery process begin last week for that trial, where text messages between Musk and former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey were submitted to the judge. Don't we love seeing secret text messages that shouldn't see the light of day? (laughs) But look, now Musk has sent a renewed proposal to Twitter's board offering to go ahead with the original offer. So Twitter's stock price jumped 22% on the rumours before trading was halted by the New York Stock Exchange. It's a wild story, but, you know, can we expect anything less from Musk? So we now wait and see if Twitter will accept this offer and complete the deal. I'm sure this is a story you'll be hearing about again. Let's travel to the UK then, Darcy, where British Chancellor Kwasi Korteng has walked back on the government's tax cut plan after a pretty turbulent week. Last week, new British Prime Minister Liz Truss announced new tax cuts for the wealthy, including abolishing the 45% bracket for highest earning taxpayers. But the fallout caused turmoil in markets. Because investors were worried the government borrowing money to give people a tax cut would increase inflation. It caused a significant fall in the value of the British pound. The Bank of England was forced to intervene to settle down the market. And despite Truss and Quarteng saying they'd stick with the plan in its entirety, they've now reversed the highest income tax part of it. The government said it had become too much of a distraction. The pound rose over 1% after the news and it now buys $1.12 US cents. It had briefly dropped below a US dollar last week. And our final story, Sasha, it takes us to Bangladesh, where up to 80% of the country was left without power after the national grid faltered under excess demand. Bangladesh has suffered regular power cuts this year because of the shortages in natural gas, which accounts for three quarters of the country's power generation. The country has been rationing gas supplies amid high global prices driven up by Russia's war in Ukraine. But over a third of the country's 77 gas-powered units are currently short of fuel. Power demand in Bangladesh has been driven by fast expanding residential developments. Power has now been restored in about 45% of the regions hit by the blackouts, but it's unclear when power will return for the entire population of 170 million people. 170 million people, Darcy. That's a lot. A lot of people without power, Sasha. But finally, can you leave me with a fact of the day? Ah, I love my fact of the day. It's 38%. 38% is Japan's self-sufficiency rate, meaning it produces enough food without imports to only feed 38% of the country. That's one of the lowest figures in the world. So in today's episode of The Dive, accompanying this headline episode, we look at the potential food crisis Japan is facing and how they can get out of it. You can listen to that now in The Dive feed. That'll do us for today, Darcy. Thanks for listening and have a great day.